0: This is Books Speaks and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today I'm talking with Locksmith. He is a West Coast MC and producer representing the Bay Area of California. Locksmith's music has been featured on MTV, BET, Revolt TV, Shade 45, Teen Backpack, and Hot 97's Who's Next Concert series. Plus, Locksmith has been in numerous national media outlets, including XXL, Hip Hop DX, Rap Radar, and Two Door Boys. He's also toured alongside Joe Budden, MERS, R.A. the Rugged Man, Jedi Mind Tricks, Zion Eye, and many more. In 2016, Locksmith appeared on the BET Awards Live Cypher, where he flowed alongside Oswin Benjamin and the legendary group Dead Prez. Today, we'll be talking to him about his socially conscious, mentally invigorating, and provocative third official album entitled Olive Branch. Locksmith, welcome to Books Beats and Beyond.
1: Thank you, man. Happy to be here.
0: Thank you, thank you for being on. So, for the people who don't know you yet, break down your name, locksmith. How did that come about?
1: Oh yeah, locksmith. Well, um, man, I wish I had like a really cool uh, in depth explanation
2: <laughs>
1: about it, but it's really simple. As when I first uh, started rapping, uh, my friends, you know, we all, you know, kind of started rapping together just for fun. And I want to believe, I want to say, the first song that I ever like recorded. Um, I just, I had a line in the song where I said something, I don't even remember the line, but it was like something, I'm a lyrical locksmith. Mm. And, um, I didn't have a rap thing and, uh, my friends were like, that's your name, that's your name. And yeah. they just started calling me locksmith. And I, you know, at first I was like, nah, I want something else. But then it kind of just stuck with me. So right. ever since then, it's been locksmith.
0: And I think those are the best names, the ones that other people give you, you know? So... That's I mean cool. it was given it was given to me, that's so right. you nothing know, I could do about it. <laughs> that's right. So so you were born and raised in the Bay Area and I think I think that's Richmond, California, that part of the Bay area?
1: Yeah, it's about you know, it's close to Berkeley, Oakland, not too far from San Francisco, that area.
0: Okay, okay. And has that had a big influence on in you pursuing music or was it something else?
1: Uh, well, I mean I think everything around my surroundings had something to do with me pursuing music um but uh i think probably the biggest influence that i didn't even know about at the time was like i had an older sister who was a rapper and um you know when i was like in junior high she was traveling you know going overseas doing local shows you know um performing with a lot of known like local guys and i used to go to her shows and she was really dope and i used to see her you know sit in the room and write her lyrics and go to the studio. So I, I kind of witnessed all that as a as a little kid. And um, then when I started getting, you know, when I got older and started developing my taste in hip-hop and eventually wanted to try it out, I guess it had a, you know, had an impact on me because, I mean, here I am now, you know, right. writing raps and recording and traveling the world doing music. So right. yeah, I would say she definitely had a very strong influence.
0: So is she? Is, what does she think now about what you're doing?
1: Oh, she's, I mean, she's my, one of my biggest, if not my biggest, supporter, you know. I mean, yeah. my family's pretty close. So my sister, she, um, she, you know, anytime there's a local goes, of course, she's there. At one point in time, when I first started rapping, she was like my manager. Oh, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, she just, you know, kind of helped me with guidance, you know, oh, right. as much as she could from how far she got into the game. And um, and still supports me 200% to this day. So, you know, it's family, so it's all love.
0: That's dope. So maybe one day. One day we'll be able to hear her, hear her spit.
1: Oh, I mean, I think she's retired now, man. <laughs> yeah. she, you, know, yeah. she, 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 you know, she's a mom, she has right. kids, she's right. kind of chilling right now. Yeah. But she's definitely in full support of me, so I, I just appreciate her. That's now. good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, the Bay Area itself, what, what, how would you describe the hip-hop sound of the Bay Area?
1: Very diverse. mm from the beginning you know as far as i can remember bay area has always been diverse you know you always i mean if i if you list the number of, of, of artists just the music scene in itself is very diverse you know you go back to too short right. C. hammer e40 hieroglyphics mm-hmm. zion i mm-hmm. um uh tupac yeah. um uh in vogue tony 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 you know what i mean like right. gail the funky almost said like all, you know, this all came from the Bay Area so much, and then when you even go back to like the '60s and the '70s, when you talk about um, fantasy studios, you know, Isaac Hayes, you know, mm-hmm. coming here and recording, and you know, what I mean, it's just, it's just, just soul, there's funk, there's hip hop, it's just, it, it's just very diverse, and still to this day, like, you know, there's so many different kinds of artists. You know, it's, it's similar to New York, but the sound is different. Right. You know how you can go to New York, and it's just, it's just a, a, you know, a collage. Yeah. A different artist, you know, artists that come from one area may sound like this, and artists that come from that area may sound different. So it's a, it's just a, it's very diverse. Right, definitely
0: is, definitely is. Now, how how would you describe your sound?
1: I can't do that, man. You know, people <laughs> always ask how you describe your <laughs> yeah. sound. You know, as an artist, I think that's the most difficult thing to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, hopefully my sound is always um changing and evolving, but I, I would I would hope my sound is honest. Yeah. You know, I, I I make music from a very honest place. That's the only way I really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way I know how to stay inspired and stay motivated. I just really rap about my life and the way I see things. And if you if you listen closely, you can see that it's like, you know, how could you ever really run out of things to mm-hmm. to do or express? Because every day, um, you go through different emotions, and I just try to put those emotions and hopefully, uh, somebody you know somebody can identify with it.
0: Right, I think that was a great answer. Your sound is honest, and I definitely feel that in the music—the honesty. I don't, I don't feel anything that is like forced. So I, th- I think that makes perfect sense. Um,
1: so let's talk yeah, about man. that. I mean, that's the only, yeah, Go ahead. that's the only way I know how to create music. You know, is right. like, uh, I would say when I first started making music, when I first really like kind of fell in love with like hip hop. Uh, I because mean, I always liked hip hop, I always liked rap music, but when I started making rap music. Um, or making hip hop music, writing lyrics—I just fell in love with the process of mm-hmm. creation, mm-hmm. you know, of just creating. And 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 I was motivated because I just wanted to be good. I wanted to be the best, you know. I want to try to be as good as I can possibly be, and that was um my motivation for a long time. And then as you as you mature, um, and you know, in the in the game in the business, but as as a human, as you mature, you um, your your goals change, you know. Right. So my goal went from trying to like. Prove that I can do the best. To actually trying to convey a message, trying to help somebody, trying to help you know um, if somebody can identify with the same emotions I'm going through, then maybe I can help them. Right. So my goal became a little bit, a little, it shifted a little bit.
0: Right. And I, I bet you, when you did that shift, you probably started hearing from people saying thank you for for saying that because I felt the same way. Right. Started really.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, there's nothing more. I mean, I appreciate when people say, oh, you're incredible, I love the song, but I appreciate it even more when people say, like, hey, man, this helped me or this changed mm-hmm. my life or this helped me see things a different way.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: because that's the kind of music that I love, that I like, something that I can really, like, listen to, and it, and it moves me emotionally. Right. And, or it moves me in, in a way where, I, where it sticks with me for a long time. So.
0: Right, right. So uh, let, let's talk about the album. W- why is it named Olive Branch?
1: Well, um, you know, when I, when I go into albums, I never, um, when I start off with albums, I really, I kind of just kind of go off the emotion of what I feel, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, as I was creating songs, um, the space of my life, I just felt like, um, I felt like I was becoming more independent, not, not, not in, not as a, you know, in career wise, but just as a human, just becoming independent, being able to, you know, um, stand on my own feet, you know, mm. and, you know, as, as a grown man, you know, you know, in life, you know, often you think, I mean, I don't have kids, but I can imagine, you know, parents, I hear them all the time saying, when the kid turns 18, you're still not done parenting. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, just because you turn 18 doesn't automatically mean, oh, okay, I'm an adult and I know I figured everything out. Right. You know, you're know, you still trying yeah. to figure things out. You're trying to, you're trying to, you, hopefully you're mature. Hopefully you're gaining wisdom. Hopefully you learn how to deal with, the things that happened in the past and don't let them um hold you back or harbor you from growing. And I felt like I was at a point in life where I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to um reconcile. And um I think that when you, when you understand uh, the definition of what an olive branch I don't I don't even know how I came up with the name. Mm-hmm. I don't know what made me I think honestly I think I was writing, I was thinking about a lyric, I actually was on the song Olive Branch on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, expect to sink if you ever think they'll extend an olive branch. And then I was mm-hmm. like, hey, that's something Something about that, something is sticking with me. And I was trying to figure out different names and I was going to do. But as I kept on creating songs, I was like, you know, I think this is the theme. I think this is what the album is about. And then I started cracking it and putting it together and really making the album about standing on my two feet, um, re- reconciling the things in the past. Yeah. And um, that was the theme, you know.
0: Yeah, dope. Yeah, it, it does seem like an album. You know, you you, you really you really being honest with yourself, and I, I feel that way. And it feels like you're kind of at peace. But yeah. So that's that's pretty dope. Um, you you have a song on, on the album called Nobody. Talk talk about okay, why yeah. and what led you to make this song.
3: bitch about the moment when your boy was unemployed and i couldn't pay the fucking rent. started making music but it wasn't making money so i used it as a way to vent had to take a loan from my father i was bothered i was harboring some mill and ten hell admit never thought we'd make it this far his bars got a way of shaking things i a feel his shit that was it thinking back to 05 when i had that 05 so far i didn't set a precedent i was with my cousin by the dope spot when the foe shot love Focus ever since. Credit go to Nessa told me, nigga, don't be hesitant. I done made more in this last half year than I did in my career. Really, that is no embellishment. I don't give a fuck about nobody else's opinion with nobody else's pen and ain't swimming in the shallow end. I remember when they tried to tell me I could never make an album independent. I was sick unless I followed him. <laughs> but I can never follow trends. I just keep it honest. I don't play into the politics. I be having bitches. I ain't even got to try. They applying for position like they vying for a scholarship. I done been all up in the midst of the miscellaneous Misses that try to visit this business But diss this, this is the business, ain't it? Shit is anticipated They want me to go with rappers But get no participation and, uh, Fuck y'all really wanna prove Bobby Fish, I can see your next hundred moves Trying to creep up on a player, But I'm so in tune Ain't they used to talk about it I'm the fucking truth I know the scene I know what to do I They follow my lead They watchin' my moves, moves. Thinkin' about me Not worried about you Ain't shit y'all can do Y'all in the game, but I make the rules I fuck with nobody I fuck with nobody These niggas talk more than these bitches These bitches that catch you a body I fuck with nobody I fuck with nobody. nobody. These niggas be cuffing. These bitches, these bitches be out. Yeah. Bodies. I've been in certain bonds, but I was diverted from what I would initially do whenever the burden comes. So whether or not I want to respond, play it off as a qualm or calmly disregard and defer upon upon further review. I was unnerving a few niggas that tried to tell me I wasn't deserving. I knew what I was up against. So I was succumbing to this personal the worst was self-induced. I don't recall a time that I was at all given what I did not earn, so I'm not at all smitten by your concern. And any negative term that you disguise as love, but shovel shit when I'm not looking. While you was on, looking, I steadily grew a team. Started to get attention, but that could be too extreme. Sort of a lucid dream, nothing you used to see. Look at my inbox, and nigga, it's all women. I just continue. Fill up these venues and murder these stages. I'm getting my bread. I am no longer dependent on niggas. I have no more worries. I'm thoroughly fed. I made decisions to make some revisions to people in my life, so some of them fled. Makes me no difference if you show resistance. We heard your opinion. Now lay in your bed. Mention my name and they react the same. I struggle and bled for the shit that I've done. Everything up to this point, good or bad, regardless, it made me the man I become. I find it fitting how someone who's sitting so comfortably has an opinion on us. Your vision is clear. With whom you surrounded, what you think of me, I do not give a fuck. I fuck with nobody. I fuck with nobody. These niggas talk more than these bitches. These bitches will catch you a body. I fuck with nobody. I fuck with nobody. These niggas be cuffing, these bitches, these bitches be out catching bodies. I fuck with nobody. I fuck with nobody. my own shit, niggas always rap about it, but they never own shit. I don't see the point in me pointing out any difference the niggas I wouldn't mention, let alone get along with. On with the thought of proceeding, people be reading deeper than what they need. to sorry, this why I leave you. Nothing more I can feed you. Witness what I had weaved through. Good for nothing but talking, but nigga we don't believe you. Heed to. This is just a preview. Niggas act worse than these hoes. They deceive you. You ain't gotta say a single word. I can read you. Yeah, they show love, but they really wanna bleed you, and we do. What it is that we do feel Usually the fake ones Claiming that they too real They just keep talking And running They mouth like a hobby That's probably the reason I fuck with nobody I know the scene I know what to do They follow my lead They watching my moves Thinking about me Not worried about you Ain't shit y'all could do Y'all in the game But I make a rules. I fuck with nobody I fuck with nobody
1: like I said, the album was about reconciling and all these kind of things, but nobody was kind of, it has all those themes, but it's just in a way more aggressive kind of, I don't give a fuck mm-hmm, attitude, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to let people know you can be nice and you can be like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry to feel this way. But it's so long like nobody's just saying like, Hey man, the people that, that helped me get here, I'm grateful but the people that didn't, that didn't believe in, Hey, I'll fuck with you.
2: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it was
1: like, that's kind of, that's the theme in that song. It's just like letting people know, like I'm here, I'm not going nowhere. I've come this far and there's no way I'm turning back. As a matter of fact, I'm going higher and higher. And if you're not down, if you're not about positive energy, if you're not about, you know, um, putting out, you know, uh, positive vibes, then you can't, you're not a part of my, uh, you're not a part of my circle. So I have to keep moving. I have to keep growing. If you're not ready to grow then guess what? I don't fuck with you. Right. Right. So that was the, that was kind of the theme of the song and i didn't i didn't come up with the concept like i said it's, it's very few times i mean sometimes i do but very few times do i say okay i'm gonna write about this i kind of let you know let the emotion of the mm-hmm. track lead then when i
2: started
1: yeah. yeah when i started coming up with the song um, that's what came out you know and i think that's what my songs yeah, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they evoke any they evoke an emotion because That's the way I write them. That's the way I create them. It comes from an emotion. Um, It's not, I mean, it's cerebral to a certain extent, but it's really emotion. You know, and that's, I kind of let that, I kind of, I worry about the cerebral stuff afterwards. Right. You know what I mean?
0: And that's, that's, when I'm
1: creating, I go off the emotion.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because you are very, to me, one of the most intellectual rappers out there today. And knowing that you say you go off the emotion, that's very important because you can be, Intellectual as much as you want, but if you ain't grabbing people's emotions, it's not going to really do so that that is that's a good point right there. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I'm and when I was listening to that song, it just made me think, you know, you know, what other, you know, advice would you impart on um, an independent music artist trying to attain, you know, some level of success in the music industry, because it seemed from that from that song one of the things you're saying is deal with who you need to and don't worry about all the other uh, stuff going on around you. Is is there anything else, you know, from your experience as an independent artist that you would want to pass on to some other ones trying to make it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of, I try to slide it in there. Um, I mean, it's just about, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about, it's about the artist and the art, mm. you know, like, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter who you're connected with. I mean, at some point, those things do play a part, but it, but it starts with the artist. It starts with the art. Yeah. You know, if you focus on that, you focus on that, everything else will fall into place. I think that's what that song is saying because I'm telling you my story. I'm saying, like, this is what I did, you know? Right. And ever since I start having that attitude, you know, things fall into place with me. You know, and sometimes it's hard because you have distractions and certain things yeah. and you want to kind of, you know... And you're like, oh, maybe I should, you know, take this opportunity. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said in one of my other songs, like I'm not chasing opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'm following my heart, you right. know. So um, that's, uh, I try to keep that that, that in mind I keep that in my heart no matter what I'm doing. So right. I try to, you know, I try to slip that in the song as well.
0: Right, right. There, there's another song on, on the album called No Way.
4: I know what it means I know what to do now Saw it in my dreams I know I'm in tune now I know what it means I know what to do now Saw it in my dreams I know I'm in tune now I've been on the grind I've been on the road I've been hard to find, I've been all alone People from the past, blowing up my phone I don't know a dime, I did it on my own I'm living my dreams.
3: I never want to stop to soak them in. I'm just trying to find a way. I remember nobody noticed him. I just take it day to day. Never want to come that close again. You can say I'm crazy. Hey, I never want to feel being broke again. I never want to be so quick to leave and just quit with these niggas. Never want to see you where they wish to be. This industry, so I instantly put a wall in between with it's them and me. Yeah. But I know where my destiny lies. I put in my 10,000 hours and now I'm empowered. I feel like I finally arrived. What's up?
2: So-
4: It's gone, it's gone, it's whatever now I'm moving on for the better now
3: Waste my time and start to feel. I can never live up how I'm built. I know life can be misleading, breeding doubts somehow I deal. I know certain people, never really thought I'd get this far, but still kept believing in myself. I told myself I would never yield. I know disappointment stings, and I know everything it brings. Can either break you down or make you strong and build your self-esteem. I don't open up too often, I stay guarded, that's my thing. Better watch who you share your hopes with. Never let no one kill your dreams. I've been through the dirt and back again. Told I was next and past again. Said I would never sign. I'm back with a the label, and almost fell in the trap again. I know that my music is deeper than what they've been trafficking. The tragic then, the facts are in. I knew you would hate it, it was it in. Fact of the matter, I know myself. Where was y'all when I got no one's help? No one felt the need to be seen. When there was no scene, I almost fell. Yeah, but I know where my destiny lies. I put in my 10,000 hours, and now I'm a I feel like I finally arrived. What's up?
2: So far, so far. my dreams my dreams away i know, know when it's
4: it was you to notice me
3: don't be shocked you know it's me all the things that held me back just made me stronger knowingly no one sees the pain you suffer towards still you must endure your only hope is what's in store even though you know it's bleak even though you know it's steep even though you cut me deep i try to conceal it still even though it took its toll on me so it seems if you can sow it seems and i can
4: sow it seems to be the fruits to focus on my dreams because i know what it means i know what to do now Saw it in my dreams I know I'm in tune now I know what it means I know what to do now Saw it in my dreams I know I'm in tune now
0: a a lyric that just stuck out to me and i just want you to kind of talk about it you said i would never sign back with a label but almost fell back in the trap again T- talk talk about you know what was going on in your life at that moment you made that made you doubt yourself as an independent artist
1: um because i had signed to like labels different like little like little deals in the past and then every so often you know when you get momentum and things start going you get you know people knocking on your door, people saying like, "Hey, uh, you know, well, we can do this, we can do that," and it's just like you know, it's tempting because you're like, "Oh, maybe this could be that breath." But when it feels right, you know what feels right, mm-hmm. and it's just like now I'm at the I'm, I'm at the point where now it's just like, "Hey, you know, I've I've been doing this pretty much on my own, just with the people that really believe in me and that are wholeheartedly uh, believe in what I'm doing, and that's really all that matters, you right. know. You don't really Anything outside is just, you know, that's second and third. And then, you know, it can only add to what you already creating. So I just try to keep, try to keep the blinders on and don't focus on what's on the side. Don't don't focus on the peripheral and just stay focused on what's ahead of me and uh, the people that are, you know, that are riding with me. And then, you know, stay away from anything that's dangled in front of you. Because when it comes, when the opportunity, the right opportunity comes, it doesn't even feel like a decision. You know, it's time to make it. So that's what I try to tell myself. And uh, sometimes, you know, Second guessing, you're like, oh, maybe I should, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like if you got a second guess, it's not, it's not, it's not worth, it's not worth chasing.
0: Mm-hmm. So I just,
1: you know, stay focused on what's ahead of me.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, as an independent artist, you know, it, 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 yeah, you're definitely free in a sense. But what, what what would you say is the the toughest thing about being an independent artist that uh, wasn't as tough when you were signed?
1: Well, see. I was—I've never been signed to a major label, but I've had situations basically. Um, just to put it simply, whenever you sign a contract with somebody else, or it's just—it's not—you um, have to. You're, you know, you're in business with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you have to, you know, you have to consult with whoever your business partner, whether it's a label, whether it's a production company, whether it's a management company. You have to. Um, You know, there's a lot of hands in one pot, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and whether it's creative, whether it's from the creative side, the business side, no matter what. So everybody has to consult. And sometimes when you're an independent artist, it's best if you have less, um, less hands in the pot because then you can move a little bit more freely. You can create your own destiny. You understand what I'm saying?
2: Absolutely. So,
1: um, that's, that's the biggest difference. You know, when you, when you, when you're, when you're moving like that, it's just there's, um, not all the time, but I'm just saying, you know, there can be a lot of red tape that you have to go through. And uh, when you're an independent artist, when you're kind of, when you're just trying to create a name for yourself, sometimes, you know, the best learning experience is just to do, just to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like I said, it all depends on the individual. For me, um, that just didn't really work for me. What worked a little bit better for me. or What I, what I felt more, um, uh, what I felt better about was just, kind of moving on my own and learning because I think I'm a pretty self-aware person mm-hmm. you know it's not like I'm the type of person that's just like oh I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing like I'm very you know yeah. I'm aware of all the moves and things that I make you know so mm-hmm. uh, I kind of take that into consideration as I move right. and, you know so yeah. that it works better for me
0: yeah okay yeah that makes sense so there's another song in there that, that I man, I think it's one of my favorites it's called Agenda
4: here we go Go, y'all. Go. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Go.
3: They say we living in a. Generation that's full of gentrification. Agenda-based a Agenda based agendas are genuine indication. Think a back and forth about who controls the premises, but it's all stolen land from the native people, indigenous. The remnants of irreverent is irrelevant. They justify the why through cinematic embellishments. Then we let elitists mislead us the buffer. Turn working class whites against all people of color. We suffer the same affliction through economic restriction. Focus on skin tone where they pockets have since grown. It's known the black and white concept is just a myth. Until they get profit from it, race didn't exist from the current face of a felon to the state that we fell in to the fabrication of bait at the baker's rebellion it was telling they won't stop to the spectrum is stretch. do we see ourselves as one we can never progress
4: can i kick it can i kick it
3: can i kick it well i'm gone Imagine if I came to your home as a house guest, murdered your whole family before the food could digest. Then, waited a hundred years to make an unlawful pact and put your grandfather's face on a baseball hat, helmet, and a jersey. Early sign of a corporate influx. Separate church and state, but state and God we trust on the back of your paper deity. How do we break free of the superficially made handcuffs they hand us? Not saying dwell on the past, make them pay for my fall. But you can't expect us to heal and not acknowledge the scars. Back in college, I saw the vast majority of the frats and sororities going debt, still amasses applaud, no passion at all, depending on whether you act or you pause, like we pay to go to school to get a job to pay for school, to pay the school. if we do pay it off, we have to go to a therapist, try to repair the mental damage it caused, they want us to deport the Mexicans, block the Middle East, prostitute the youth and shoot poor people in the streets, the fortunate repeat, pull your bootstraps, but the leather has been weathered, get tethered after a few laps, and whether you do act or fall back is still strenuous, most of us know this, but the motives are disingenuous, this continuous lack of admission, why we rap with conviction and break our backs to Close the gap that you swim in every rapper's opinion, basically fair to him. They want to recite the same hype like a teleprompter was read to him. Not responsive, I'm dead to him. My subconscious is lab ruined. I remember the time when we were considered less than human. Three clicks from three fifths. People are quick to judge, still claiming that he riffs, but still, there's no way to unreap these. My family are immigrants. Does that make me a subspecies?
0: What are you trying to convey on this song? What's the main thing you're trying to convey?
1: Uh, yeah, "Gender" is a pretty straightforward song. Um, I just it was one of those songs where I just wanted people to be like, yo, look, you know what I'm saying? I'm basically saying that, um, just was saying that everything that was going on in our mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. with um, you know, with the people protesting, um, for various reasons, um, the uh, people of color, the minority, the um, the, the huge um. huge amount of despair and uh, disparity between you know lower people who are considered lower class, Mm -hmm. Um, and just seeing that and just and and commenting about it and kind of like giving a brief uh, uh, history on where you know where this where you know where our society was and how it affects how it is today. You know, there's a reason why you know you know people who are indigenous are treated a certain way. There's mm-hmm. a reason why people of African-American descent are treated a certain way. There's a reason why people who are of, uh, you know, European descent are, you know, are treated a certain way, are mm-hmm. feel a certain way. So I just kind of wanted to convey that in song, how I, how I perceive it and put it out to the public.
0: Yeah. You know, when I was listening to, to that song, it, 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 it seemed to me like, you know, uh, it was talking about our economic system, capitalism, um, Mm-hmm. It, it, it is the underpinning of all of the problems that you were talking about in this song. So what what is your perspective when it comes to our economic system?
1: Well, when you talk about art, uh, because obviously we're related back to the song, you know, art is art. Mm-hmm. So sometimes things are, sometimes I, as an artist, we kind of put things out there. You know, it, it's different between being an artist and a. uh you know, and a lecturer.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, to
1: a certain point. So it's like when I'm creating art in a in a way I want to leave it in a way where the um the person who is appreciating art can interpret it for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um the listener can interpret it and they can be like, Oh, it meant this to me or it means right. so I think it, it touches on all of that.
2: Mm-hmm. As far
1: as our economic system of the day, I mean, um America's a tricky place, you know. Yeah. It's uh it's it's the only home that I know. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I you know part of being American is being able to voice my complaints, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, seeing, seeing the things that I see um, uh, to be a problem, yeah, and voicing them and talking about them, right? That's how we got, to, you know, this country got to be where it is, you know what I mean, in the first place. So right. um, I just feel like that song, all that is wrapped up in that song, right? And um,
2: absolutely is our
1: is our. Is our economy and the way our you know economic system and our social system isn't perfect? Uh, no, would I want to live anywhere else? I've been to a few places and I, I mean I ain't gonna lie. I'd be like yo, I can't wait to get back home. You know, yeah. what I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can't understand. wait to get back to the states. You no, know, and that could be just because that's what I'm used
2: to. You're used to. But right.
1: I'm not gonna sit here and uh, be hypocritical and say I, I don't I don't love where I live. You know, it's, it's a bitter it's a bittersweet thing. I think Chris mm-hmm. Rock said it. I always use this quote. He said mm-hmm. America is like the uncle that molested you, but put you through college. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> that's right. what it is. It's like, hey, look, I put you through college, but I also molested you when you're a child. So you're going to walk away. You're going to walk around with that forever. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's just
1: like, I, I wish it, I wish it didn't happen like that. Right. I wish America never molested us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I think it's kind of funny. It's like, it's like this. We look at hip hop, right? Hip hop, it's, I was just just an article, I'm sure you've probably seen it, is it on all these social media outlets where hip hop for the first time was the number one earning genre in all of music. Yeah.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. It beat
1: out it beat out every other genre, right? Mm-hmm. Hip hop is the most powerful form of, of communication in modern times. It's yeah, the most powerful art form in modern times. That's what I believe.
2: Oh, I believe you. And
1: I believe that and I believe that because of its direct lineage to the struggles the direct lineage to the um, transatlantic slave trade, mm. you know, Talk about that. and I believe because of that, because that's the big, that's the most horrific. Um, I believe that's the most horrific travesty, the most horrific Holocaust that has happened in modern civilization. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, that, You know, I don't, I'm not talking about ancient civilization. I'm talking about, you know, yeah. within our modern, you know, right. modern mind. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, because because of those conditions,
2: you know, coming from
1: Africa, being bought and sold and brought to the Caribbean, being seized in, in the Caribbean, then coming to the the New World, whatever you want to call it, and you know, then African, you know, being emancipated, Reconstruction, going up to the North, um, you know, then you have Cool Herc, who was a Jamaican immigrant
2: mm-hmm. who came
1: and took these music and took these afro Caribbean rhythms mm-hmm. and took the samples and helped form this thing we call hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, without without the conditions that America, without the conditions of America, there would be no hip-hop. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Right? There would be no need. There would be no need for it. It might be something else. It might be something different. There would be music. I'm sure there would be. But there would be. Hip-hop is directly was directly created based on the conditions that existed, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And, um, so it's so it's it's a bittersweet thing. It's like the same thing that helped us that we love is also created by the conditions that we despise. You know. Right,
0: right. And you know that's that's a good point because you could tell that you understand how powerful hip hop is, and you're not taking this medium lightly because you know <laughs> your popularity is growing all the time, every day, and you are talking about issues that affect us today, and you're not. You're not uh, scared to to say that, to talk about that, because you understand how powerful this medium is, and you can, and that that makes perfect sense, you know, in that regards.
1: Sure, man, I I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So so there
0: was a great quote in that song as well. You said, "I know my music is deeper than what they're trafficking." So, what are your thoughts on the current state of hip hop?
1: Um, I think hip hop is. I mean. I love hip hop. I love all genres of it. Um, I mean, because hip hop is grown now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it sure it's is. been around for four, for forty years. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, for, you know, yeah, since the nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for forty years. It's um, so just like rock and roll and every other genre um, has like different subgenres. Hip hop has that now too, and I and I appreciate them all. Um, I know that my music at this point basically i was just saying like my music may not be what's popular or what's being um consumed on a large popular scale but i'm fine with that you know because mm-hmm. i believe in what i'm doing and mm-hmm. it, and if it i believe it has the capability of being consumed and being pushed further yeah, so that's yeah. why you know I, i'm not i'm not making music just for um, to make music just so only a, a selected small amount of people right. can hear it. I want my music to be heard by everybody. So I want it to be, I want it to grow. I want it to go as far as it can. Mm-hmm. Um, But I understand where we're living at. And I just believe that I'm a firm believer in, you know, I have to do what's in my heart and let the universe bend to what I'm doing and not try to bend to it. You know, like mm-hmm. if I just kind of stay focused on what I'm doing, people will, you know, they'll slowly but surely understand like, hey, man, I, I kind of like what he's doing over there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, let the church fall where they
0: Yeah. And and there, and there was a uh, another good song on there. It was called Sanity. I got
4: this feeling. I got this feeling. You told me it's good, but I know that something is building. I look in my hood and I don't know how niggas is dealing. Yeah. They want me to stop, but I know that something is building. I got this feeling. Feeling, yeah. I got this feeling. I got this feeling. I hear you. I got this feeling. I got this feeling. I got this feeling. I got this feeling. Yo. I got this feeling. I got this feeling. A part of me wants to be calm, but it's building. I can no longer keep yelling. They only talk about half of the problem The problem is what is instilled
3: in But what if you black and you half Middle East That's double the reason to kill him him. I know they target is aiming at me Fuck it, I said I just want to be free Pray for my niggas who still in the street. Watch where you go cause there's two enemies. Watch what you say if you want to survive. How can you cope if you live in deprived? How can you vote when you know it's a lie? Searching for meaning but no one replies. I know that hatred is never the answer. The cancer is bleeding through all of their speech. How you react to an act with a cynical attack is the reason your spirit is breached. That's just a fuel for the fire for those who conspire to keep what they have out of reach. Life is a right for us all, not a privilege. You don't see that? Then how can you sleep?
4: I got this feeling, I got this feeling. You told me it's good, but I know that something is building. I look in my hood and I don't know how niggas feeling. Yeah. They want me to stop, but I know that something is building. I got this feeling. I got this I got this feeling. I got
3: this I got Yeah, I got this feeling. Yeah, I got this feeling. I got this feeling. Yeah, I got this feeling. Yeah, I got this feeling. I got this feeling Picture frame with a missing name on a nightstand in the mother's room. In the mother's womb was a seed that would grow to a man. Raised on a path only few understand. Raised on a path and a few would stand. They want to try to ridicule Dude for his plan. He wanted to help the neighborhood that he grew in, so he joined the boys in the blue with the badge. Angered his homies, they hold in contempt. Caught in the fire because no one's exempt. Now there's a mother and daughter that grieves for a father who's murdered because of resent. Meant to be cautionary. If you cross the barrier, then you'll see what's the extent. We are so lost and scary. every it varies, cause we all need a reason to vent. Yeah. Write you a speech that won't bring back a life. Type out a tweet that won't fully suffice. We are so disconnected that we disrespect and just look at each other with spite. And it's the fuel for the fire for those who conspire to keep what they have out of sight. Life is a right for us all, not a privilege. How can you kill and sleep through the night?
4: I got this feeling. I got this feeling. They told me it's good, but I know there's something is building. I look at my hood and I don't how niggas is dealing. Yeah. They want me to stop, but I know that something is building. I got this feeling I got this, I got this feeling, I got this, I got this, I got this feeling,
3: yeah, I got this feeling, I got this feeling, I got this feeling, yeah, I got this feeling, I got this feeling I got this feeling, I got this feeling, I got this feeling, I got this feeling, I got this, I got this feeling, I got this, I got this. I got this feeling. I got this feeling, I got this feeling, I got this
4: feeling, I got this feeling, I got this feeling, I
0: got this feeling, I got this feeling, I got this feeling. The thing that was great about that song was the chorus. You said, uh um, It's fuel for the fire for those who conspire to keep what they have out of sight. Life is the right for us all, not the privilege. How can you kill and sleep through the night? Whew, man, that's so that's dope in so many levels. <laughs> Maybe you could talk about that a little. What were you trying to get across?
1: You know, just an emotion, man. Kind of, a you know, seeing, I think that song is directly uh, speaking to what had been recently, you know, had been going on with just all the recent murders, all mm-hmm. uh, the recent killings mm-hmm. by unarmed victims. And the angst and the anger and the um, resentment developing in communities, both black and white, Mm. towards law enforcement, towards the government, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just all – and then that was just my way of articulating that. Like, you know, I tried to give – on that song, I tried to give two scenarios, just one from, you know, the side of, you know, what's going on, why people of color, uh, why why do they feel this angst, why do they feel – threatened, you know what I mean, what what is causing this, why are, why are, why do, why does the, the, the law enforcement, why is this happening, like why, you know, mm-hmm. and then the second verse is kind of giving, um, uh, kind of like painting like a, a, a story or a quick story of somebody who is of color, who joins the, uh, who joins the, um, the the community to join the police force because he wants to help the community. But now all of a sudden he's being ridiculed and he's being, he's now a threat and he's a target to the people that he actually was trying to help his own community. Because I actually was having a friend of mine who uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and she is a police officer. And she was telling me, um, I was like, you know, what do you think about, um, and she's a police officer in the neighbor, in the city that we grew up in, which is Richmond. Okay. And I was asking her, like, what do you, uh, what do you make of all this that's been going on? And she's like, yeah, it's, it's a problem. But she said, like, the real problem is, is that people from the community don't police their own community.
2: Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's
1: very important. Like, we actually need more people of color to be in the force. So it's like... And to be from the neighborhood. So it's like when you people from the neighborhood, you know, this person, you know, like, hey, this is such and such that I grew up with. So I can talk to him. They can look, they look at me different because I went to school with his father and his father, you know what I mean? So it's like you have a little bit more respect for the community, but it's a lot harder when you're when you live, you know, 60, 70 miles away. You're driving an hour and a half to work every day to police these people that you don't know anything about, that you don't understand their culture. So you look at them and the you know and the training of how the the police department is working. I mean it's it's all you know it's all connected and it's a you know it's a much deeper issue um, right. that that lies. So I just kind of I don't have the answers to it, but I just kind of wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and um you know put it in that song.
0: Yeah, and I think that I think that was a that was a, a great song. It had me think like yeah, they, there there should be some kind of incentives if you for police officers who live in the community to become police
1: officers.
0: You know that there's nothing they ins- incentivize for that to happen. And well, that's
1: what it, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what it used to be. I mean, it used to be like that, you, mm, you know, okay. the police, the police officers, the share. the people they were from, you know.
0: Yeah, they yeah. Were from
1: the neighbors, right. especially in the black community, mm-hmm. you know, in the black communities, it's like, hey, we the, you know, I'm a, but now it's just, it's like, uh, it's, you know, like, like, like we see it's become like militarized, yeah. you know.
0: Crazy. Absolutely. I, 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 another song on there, Helpless. Helpless is is a dope song
3: Yeah My grandmother said that my cell phone is demonic I rather respond with a laugh than take a stand The honesty you found in that statement is ironic We pray to God and worship our data plans at the social media altar. Confessing every sin and condemning those that falter. Falsify a life that we like and receive a stipend the likes and the hopes to hype the excitement that we exhausted. Then jump at the first chance of distraction and try to avoid real human interaction. We indulge and divulge all of our passion and pass our past thoughts and toss aside our compassion. Imagine if you had to look a person in his eyes. No hand-picked profile picked for your disguise. No false sense of pride reside or hide in. Just the soul you possess and the skin you arrived in.
4: Did I fall in? Can you see? What I'm caught in? Is it me? When My
3: other grandmother raised her family in a war zone A foreign country that was war prone The Contra scandal had a handle on that region When my uncles came here to them Richmond was the Four Seasons After work walking on Bissell Bullets mean less when you used to dealing with missiles. And it's hard to fall asleep when those bombs explode nightly. And the stress you get the witness and death scars your sight. And it's likely being caused by the very country you came to. Rearrange your sight, only to find you got the same view. You had a dream, still none of it came true. See the land of opportunity only contains few. And it's futile for you, pals. So you plow the avenue now. And try to do more. But every go they shoot down. If you drown, then it was meant to be. Essentially, you can only try for so long till you break down eventually
4: stalling is it me is it calling can you see when the it lead
2: it seems so real feels like I'm
3: love for every breath that is exhaled I exhale. That exhale. Past the point that they thought I would ever reach if any person in my life doesn't mesh well, I separate before trust is ever breached cause sometimes being smart is being selfish, and self-preservation is key, they try to equate modesty with being helpless but those are very different traits to me if you speak how you feel then they feel you as crazed, if you stick to your guns, that will become praise if you faze by the thoughts and opinions of other people, you can only get as far as they say or how they see you but it's lethal how they leave you in the lurch for what it's worth no matter what. You're never considered equal. So deceitful how they speak to the ones that stay the mission. You either pay the price or pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention.
4: Did I fall in? Can you see what I'm calling? Is it me? Am I stalling?
0: You talk about your your Middle Eastern grandparents uh, who lived in a war zone prior to coming to America. Can, can you talk about what you've learned from their perspective on life?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that song basically. Um, my grandmother, who is uh, you know Iranian, my mm-hmm. father's Iranian, my mother's African. My mother is black. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandmother, when she first came to this country to visit, had never. Uh, you know, met her, well, not since I was like a kid when I had went to visit, but she had never been to this country. So when she came, she didn't speak any English. So I had to start learning um, to understand her words. You know, my mm-hmm. father started teaching because I, you know, I wasn't, um, growing up as a kid, I was raised predominantly around, you know, African Americans.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Um.
1: Um, African American community. So, um, so when I got older and my, my grandmother came to visit, I started, you know, learning the culture more learning from her and, and listening to her speak and telling me about the things that they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, when there was, you know, when there was war going on and, um, in my, you know, as well as my uncles, my father, and then later my cousins and uncles who came, you know, came to live here in the States and, um, just, you know, some of the difficulties they had, but, but I hear about some of the things that they went through is like nothing compared to, right. <laughs> right some of the things that we have, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like literally a war zone. Right. Um, although, you know, it seems like sometimes America is not getting too far from that. Right. But
2: right.
1: it's definitely, it was just a different perspective. You just kind of put thing growing up in Richmond, which is like, uh, you know, quote unquote, like a, a hood, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in like apartment complex, basically like a pr- housing project mm-hmm. in Richmond. And, um, that, that I grew up in initially and, um, and then, hearing stories from my grandmother. I'm basically trying to compare those, compare the two. I mean, basically that song is me comparing my two conversations I had with my two grandmothers, my mm-hmm. black grandmother and my Iranian grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, so, and then, you know, just trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. So it was probably
0: hard to complain about stuff around them, I'm thinking, right? <laughs>
1: I mean, you know how it is when you have yes. your parents and your grandparents. They, they can always one-up you about what right. you've done, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, I mean, my grandmother grew up in the, in the South where, you know, the KKK
2: right. and
1: all that kind of stuff was still, my grandmother is ni- you know, uh, is 91 years old, you know? So mm-hmm. she, she, grew, she saw a time where there was, you know, Jim Crow and, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, and there, there, these things were going on and you could get lynched. She told me a story about her almost getting lynched, you know Gosh. what I mean? By, uh, because she spoke, she spoke to some, uh, young white man where she was working at a certain kind of way, they tried to talk to her and she talked back wow. and um, she had to take a separate route home because somebody warned her, like, hey, this 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 could happen to you. You mm-hmm. should, you know, watch out. So those kind of things and then, you know, I just tried to kind of put that uh that perspective in the song, you know?
0: Yeah, and it was a great line you kind of said out. I don't remember exactly, but <clears throat> it went in a way where, you know, the conflict, the, the, the Iranian Contra, everything that was going on and your grandparents coming over here with your uncles, right? Knowing that mm-hmm. America was kind of part of that. How, how how did how did that? Did they ever talk to you about how that felt? Knowing coming over here that we kind of had some influence. What was going on over there, or was that 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 even really matter?
1: Uh well, I mean, it was to them. It was more just about coming to be with family.
0: Yeah, I see. You know what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. That was the most important thing. Uh, my father definitely came. He came before that, though. So my uncles, they came later. My father came before just, you know, as a college student, wanted to better better himself, get better opportunities. Um, My uncles came a little bit later, um, you know, after the war Mm -hmm. and all that stuff was coming. So that's why I kind of said my uncles came here, you know, with with one perspective. And then, um, yeah, so, but they came, I mean, they came for opportunity, man. Mm -hmm. You know, know, just a chance to come out here. They saw my father come out here and, you know, um was able to make a life for himself, but my father's the only person who came to like permanently live everybody else pretty much came they'd come to visit go back you know oh, okay
0: okay that's that's good so l- let's talk about a little bit of the stuff outside of the music real quick when when you're not pursuing music, what are you doing?
1: man I wish I had more of a life man <laughs> you know <laughs> it's really it's really not too much um there's really not too much. I can do other than, uh, you know, like I, I run my own business, you know, music is yeah, pretty much, you know, it's my full time. You know, when you're on the grind, man, you're kind of just focused, In you know, if own. I'm not on tour, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. back, you know, when I'm not on tour, I'm back home, I'm just writing, just working, I'm making mm-hmm. beats, I'm writing lyrics, I'm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, working on business things to kind of uh, expand and keep my business going and, mm-hmm. you know, and grow it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I really don't,
1: but I mean, if I'm not doing that, I'm just kind of chilling.
2: You yeah know, hopefully enjoying
1: break. myself. Hopefully <laughs> take, taking taking a little bit of time. You know, yeah. family. Yeah. You know, but uh, right now I'm just on the grind. On the grind, absolutely.
0: So you know, this show's called Books, Beats, and Beyond. So we're always asking people, what are you reading now? What have you read? And, and, and what books had the biggest impact on your life?
1: Uh, let's see. So in college, um. Obviously, I had to read a lot of books because you got to, or at least act like you read a lot of books. What was you your major? Pass your exams. <laughs> uh, my major was African American Studies.
0: Oh, dope, man! Nice.
1: So you know, social sciences. So mm. all you're doing is reading and just writing mm. papers. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: I think one of the biggest, one of the books that really st- uh, stuck out to me when I was in uh, college was, um, uh, "The Irony of Democracy."
0: Okay, talk about that.
1: I always. I, I, I actually even, um, one, once I graduated from college later on, maybe not few years ago, I found that book and ordered it
2: mm-hmm. because I
1: remember I found it so fascinating, just the whole, um, the whole, you know, concept of how to explain, you know, how to explain how the, the democratic process in our country works. And, you know, from an insider standpoint and people who are bidding government, those kind of things, mm-hmm. I found it very interesting. And then, um, so when I was, you know, when I was, um, in college, I, I really was fascinated with more, like, social science books, mm-hmm. um, you know, historically, um, just, like, factual books. I never really read novels.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Same like, way. yeah. I wasn't
1: into – yeah, I, I was never – but a little bit later, I got into more reading, like, novels. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I discovered, uh, you know, Truman Capote. You know, mm. like, I, I love Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm. I haven't run, read a lot, you know, lots of books, but, you know um, – Mario Puzo, who you know was the author of The Godfather, yeah. I read you know some of his novels of uh, Fools Die and mm-hmm. things like that, and then like different short stories, and um, you know like different poetry and things like that, and uh, you know I just kind of got into that a little bit later on in my yeah. life, not as much as as uh, you know I probably would like to, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the I got, I got into definitely got into novels a little bit later on
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my life, fiction you know fictional books.
0: Dope, dope. So what if you had to, what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence in shaping who you are today?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Uh, NWA.
0: You said NWA? N-W-A yeah, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. NWA, Niggas for Life. Absolutely. That album, that was like. I remember I got in trouble for having that album, but my mom yeah. found it. And it was like, you listen to all this length. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But that album, I mean, it was political. Absolutely. It was aggressive. The music was like the best Dr. Dre version of Dr. Dre I've ever heard. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, That album was just like, I, I feel like that's a perfect hip-hop album.
2: Right, I agree.
1: Um, Then later on, I heard Daz, Illmatic. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: You know what I mean? hmm that like that like that's when I was like I fell in love with lyricism. I was yeah. like, wow.
2: <laughs>
1: I fell I just fell in love with the poetry of hip hop. You know, I was this is that's the first time that's the first time I wanted to try to rap.
2: Damn, when that's I heard me too, that, man. I was
1: like, <laughs> I, I was like, yo, this is I want to know I want to learn to do this what he's doing, right. you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And then, um, I mean, Jay Z blueprint. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot more, I mean, that I love, like Tupac, you Mm -hmm. know, Me Against the World, uh, Eminem, you know, Slim Shady, I mean, uh, Marshall Mathers Mm or Eminem Show, like,
4: you know what I
1: mean? Those albums, like, I love, I study those albums, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So all those, you know, Ice Cube's first couple albums, just, you know, I was just like, wow, what is this? But I would say those three albums, N.W.A., Niggas for Life, Nas Illmatic, Jay-Z, Blueprint, those were the albums that I was just like, they, something changed when I heard those albums. Something changed in me. Like, yeah. I learned something, you know, profound from each one of those albums.
0: Yeah. Man, those are some good selections, too, man. Good selections. As far as, far as hip-hop is concerned.
1: Right, right. So
0: what what more do you think that you can contribute to today's hip-hop culture?
1: hopefully um just provide a unique voice man you know provide a provide a voice hopefully um you know help some other artists inspire them to be themselves mm-hmm. you know i feel like everybody everybody in this world has a voice
2: mm-hmm.
1: everybody has a unique story everybody has a unique talent everybody has something they want to say so i just want to you know give my contribution from my background what i've been through what i've seen hopefully like i said i've gained some wisdom Right. Through, you know, through maturing, and I want to spread that through my music and do it in a cool way where where it's aesthetically, right. it's, you know, it's appealing. That's the challenge. You know?
0: right. And the last question is, what, what do you want people to mainly take away from Olive Branch? Uh,
1: hopefully they take away that, you know, no matter where you are, or where you come from, no matter what you've been through, um, you can... You can, you can, you can get to where you're going. I mean, the journey never stops. It never Mm -hmm. stops until, you know, until we pass away and then the whole other journey starts, you know? Mm -hmm. So the journey's, the journey's not going to stop, but every step of the way, you can appreciate the, the goals, you know, you can appreciate the milestones, you can appreciate, you know, the reconciliation that you've had with the past and and be proud of where you're at and to keep going. Hopefully it just, it, it motivates you to keep going.
0: Yeah, and uh, I definitely agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. This album really is, like, inspirational. Um, I, I think what, what how it inspires me is that you're a very intellectual dude, but you also um, are not afraid to express yourself emotionally. And putting those two together and keeping it humble, I, I think it's going to take you really far in, in this game. So just keep that up, man. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Yeah.
0: So how can people contact and or follow you?
1: Oh, you can contact me. Um, well, you can go to com, which is my website, com. All my social media is on there, you know, Instagram, D.A. Locksmith. Twitter is D.A. Locksmith. And um, Facebook is Facebook.com slash locksmith. And there uh, yeah, But you can go to IamLock.com. It will connect you to everything.
0: Well, locksmith, thank you so much for being on Books, Beats, and Beyond.
1: Thank you for having me, man. Have a good one.
0: You too. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes, or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And you know what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you which we will then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, I just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.